Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, This is the successful life. Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn, apply it to your life. It's your time to live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier. And today, folks, I've got some cool stories for you. One of which we're going to talk about a dude that is, God, he called this, I'll tell you the story in a moment, but he called this, he called the customer and literally kept this lady on the phone for 12 minutes. I'll dive into that for a second. Asking her advice about stuff. Like, what are you thinking? You're ridiculous. Anyway, we're also going to get into just a quick little plumbing sales process. You know, something really simple to follow that anybody can follow. So just so you got get a little bit of value out of this today. And I got to tell you, dude, I'm, I'm pretty excited today because we are getting prepared for, you know, PHCC, uh, the Nash, which is the National Connect Conference in Charlotte next week. Um, on Wednesday, I'm speaking, which I'm super grateful for and super excited about. And uh, I get to talk about how uh, how to retain and, and attract employees, right? Because that's one of the big conversations right now with a lot of contractors is we can't find people. We can't find employees. Employees suck. You know, uh, workers can't aren't worth a crap. They want to get paid for doing nothing. All these things that we hear, but I don't hear that from everybody. I'm just going to tell you that. I hear that from the guys that don't have a good culture. I hear that from the guys that, Maybe you're not in touch with their uh, staff, right? Your your technicians, your comfort advisors, or your and your CSRs. Like it's really important for you as the business owner to make sure that you're interacting with your employees. You want to make sure that you're making them feel like they're heard, because if they don't feel like they're heard then they're going to be talking to your competitor and talking crap about you, right? In other words, what I'm saying is you want to have good conversations with people because if your people are not talking to you, they're, they're probably talking crap about you is what I'm saying. And, and, and eventually that leads to them leaving for your competitor. And that's a, that's a hard pill to swallow, I know, but it happens a lot. You know, people though, I'll tell you, I see companies or work with companies rather that do this thing the right way, that pay their employees the right way, that treat their CSRs the right way, that pay their CSRs the right way. And 
the, you know, the benefit that comes from treating your employees differently than everybody else, you have raving fans for your employees. And then guess what happens? They tell other people how cool it is to work for you. And then guess what happens? Now you have your employees recruiting people for your business because they're happy. They're happy to work there. They should be telling people that they love working there. You should have people knocking down your door to come work for you. And if you don't, well, what does that tell you? Maybe there's some things that you could be doing differently. And, and maybe it's that you don't know what those things are. And I get that because they don't teach you this stuff in, in, in trade school. They don't. They don't teach you how to, you know, handle employees. They don't teach you how to um, structure your business. They don't teach you any of that stuff. And, you know, it, it really causes a lot of issues for guys and gals, gals women, in the, you know, in the trade. Because you don't have the, lots of times you're not prepared with the business tools that you need to be successful. And, and it's not your fault. It is a fact that, you know, it's, it's one of those things that gets skipped over a lot. And so one thing that you can do is have a repeatable sales process. And I'm going to give you one really quickly that it's, it is really, really, really simple. Okay. And the first thing here is that, look, if you want to increase sales as a plumber, it's, it's pretty simple. You know, first, the first thing you want to do is start with a great impression, right? Make sure your shirt's tucked in. And I've talked about this a hundred times on here, but make sure you're professional. Make sure that when you walk up, when you get to the house, when your employee, when your technician or your, or your, or your comfort advisor gets to the house, make sure that before they get to the house, their shirt's tucked in, that their clean shirt's tucked in that their deodorant's on, that they're not doing that stuff out in front of the house because what do you think that does? Now, you might think that tells the customer you care, but it really doesn't tell the customer you care. The first impression of them, I'm sorry, the first impression of you to them is you're putting on deodorant out in front of their house. I mean, think about that. I, I don't think that's the first impression that you want for your guys. And, and now that I've put it that way, it probably really hits home. So it's really simple. And, and guess what? I'm going to hit, this is just a fact. They don't trust you. You have to gain their trust because somebody else has screwed them over in the past. It happens to everybody. It's not their fault. Pardon the interruption. I just wanted to take a quick second and remind you that I do work with HVAC and plumbing companies. I train your CSRs, your selling technicians, your comfort advisors, your service technicians, I transform them into your inside and your outside sales team. Look, shoulder season's coming, guys, and I know you're tired, and I know that it's been a rough year, but if you want next year to go better, then you're going to want to reach out. You can find me at coreybarrier.com. But guess what? That you got to deal with that, and unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever you want to look at it, it was it's not your problem, but it is your problem now. So do, just deal with it in the best way that you possibly can. And I want to, the other thing, the next thing I want to talk to you about is, the, is really your mindset around, around plumbing. Now, I know a lot of you, you know, you go pitch a whole house repipe and it might be, you know, some areas could be $40,000, $50,000. Dallas, Texas could be $75,000, $80,000, right? 
Uh, Vegas could be 30 or 40. Anyway, the point is you want to change your mindset about how you present that, that, that solution. First off, you didn't cause the problem as the technician. It's not your fault that the, that the customers needs a whole house repot. That's just not your fault, but it is your job to give them options. It's, it's your job to give them, you know, a good, better, best solution ever how you want to say that. I like using the mother thing. I think that makes the most sense. Here's what you do. Here's what's going to happen if you do nothing. It's going to cost you nothing but your service fee today. Here's the most expensive thing. And then here's what I tell my mother to do, right? In some sort of sense, some sort of uh, sequence like that. And you can change up the sequence a little bit if you want, but it all depends on who you're talking to, right? It really does. But you got to understand what that means. And you also have to understand emotional intelligence, which means who you're talking to, you want to make sure that you can read that person. For example, if they're reactive or if they're proactive. So, and, and, and listen, I want you, here's an example. Um, you might not be able to afford, or you're, if, you, if you're the person, you know, talking to the customer, you might not be able to afford to do this, this 40 or 50 or $60,000 job in your own house. And so lots of times we think about, well, dang, man, I what would I do if I had to pay for this? You've got to stop thinking that way because you don't know how much money your customer has. And it's not your job to figure out how much money they have. It's your job to figure out what solution they need to solve their problem. And then the price that's attached with that is the price that's attached with that. That's not your problem. Now, if they want to take up the price of the owner, then have at it, I guess. But the owner's probably going to tell them the same thing, right? It is what it is. But understand, when you're presenting these options to people, it's their problem. You're there. You're the solution. So you shouldn't feel bad about whatever the solutions are. You just need to present them and have zero attachment to it. Emotionally, you can't really have attachment to this sale because it's not, it's not an emotional thing. You, you got to take emotion out of it. I know I went way off track here. The next thing is you want to sell a better service than anybody else, right? You just want to be better than everybody else. And, and then the last, not the last thing, sorry, next to the last thing is you want to have extremely clear communication. I'm going to tell a story. There was a doctor walking down the hall of the hospital and he looks up and he sees his patient, his patient's name on the door, but he says to himself, I know John is not here because I just saw John two days ago and he's my patient. So he's curious. So he pops his head in and he's like, John, what are you doing here? It's like, doc almost died, dude. Almost died yesterday. It's like, what are you talking about? I saw you two days ago. He said, yeah. He said, when I left here, he said, I, I had a heart attack and almost died coming back. And the doctor said, well, that makes sense. And, uh, and John said, well, what do you mean that makes sense? He said, well, your blood pressure was through the roof here two days ago when you came. And John said, well, why didn't you tell me that? He said, well, John, you were here to get your cast off, not here for a heart attack or for your blood pressure. So why would I check your blood pressure to get a cast off? So, you see, the point here is if John, if the doctor would have checked John's blood pressure 
and said, hey, John, you need to check this out. I think there's a problem here. We need to look further into this. I'll, 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 the parallel to this is, hey, you got a 20-year-old water heater that's going to go. Here are your options for that water heater. I know that's not why I came out here, but this is something that you need to look at because it's going to cause you a lot of problems if it leaks because it's upstairs and it's going to destroy everything that's below it. And water heaters typically have a, a, a lifespan here in North Carolina, about 15 years at the most. You've gotten 20 years out of it. So I just want to let you know what your options are because if that thing leaks, you're going to have problems. This is what the doctor should have said to John. Hey, John, blood pressure is really high, brother. we got to get this looked at. But he didn't do that because John didn't come in for that. Just like when you go in to fix a drain or a pipe or whatever, but you don't go check the water heater that's 20 years old that's about to explode. And then what happens is whenever it leaks in 10 weeks, in two weeks, three weeks, month, whatever, your person's going to be there. Your person's going to wonder why your technician was so negligent that they didn't even check the 20 year old water heater. How incompetent could he be to not check the water heater? Well, ma'am, you didn't call him out here to check the water heater. Yes, but he's a plumber and one would think that he would check the water heater. So you can avoid all of this by doing a whole house evaluation or doing a checklist when you get there. Listen, this is not a sales tactic. You can call it whatever you want. This is taking care of your customer. And it's that's all we're talking about here. This is not going in and selling a bunch of stuff that you don't they don't need. Look, here's a good example. I think everybody should have a bidet, right? I think bidets are the best thing on the planet. But guess what? It doesn't matter what I think you should have. You should, I would never recommend that you should buy, that you need a bidet because you don't need a bidet. You do need running water in a toilet that flushes, but you don't need a bidet. So I would never sell you that. I'll sell you that if that's what you wanted. Of course I would, right? And you really, you want to make sure that that's an option for people if that's, if you're a plumber, right? Because people like me would buy something like that. I have bought something like that. How about that? And it's pretty sweet. And if you haven't used one, then you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but you should. So the last, well, that, that kind of covers the last thing is don't sell stuff that you don't believe in. Don't sell stuff that people don't need because it makes you look like a scam artist. And, and you know, I, I did leave out something with that communication earlier. So I need to go back for a moment. Um, when I was talking about the clear communication with your customer, look, I know you want to sound smart and I know you went to school to learn all these terminologies and, and lingo and, and jargon, but you know, normal people don't really know what you're talking about. I, I'll just tell you an example. I was going back through some footage that I'd videoed with one of my customers earlier this year. What happened was the guy said, you know, we got to cut out this, this spot in, in behind this bar because this dishwasher was leaking. And the reality was he didn't need to do that. He cut a hole that he shouldn't have cut. Because, and if he had just pulled the dishwasher out, like the lady said, then it would have solved the problem. But then he explained that the, well, he didn't call them shut off valves. He called them angle stops. He said, you know, you have two angle stops that need to be fixed. I, you know, I'm just observing here, right? I'm in the house with the, with the customer and with the 
well, with the service technician and my customer or the, in their customer. You know, he he just said, you know, two angle stops and they're 150 bucks each. So it's 300 bucks. And they're like, yeah, I don't think we need that. They're like, yeah, we're good. And so we got in the van and I'm like, dude, like, let me ask you a question. Do you think they know what an angle stop is? He said, yes, yeah, a shutoff out. I said, they don't know what an angle stop is, dude. They have absolutely no idea what an angle stop is. I said, but I guarantee you, if you go back in there or you just knock on their door and say, hey, you know something? I, I want to make sure I was really clear about what this angle stop does and what it will do and what it will help prevent in the future. So, you know, uh, you know, I, I mentioned that it was an angle stop. Really what this is, is a shutoff valve. And if you if you have a problem, this is where you got to shut off the, the, the water for the house to in case you bust, a, you know, spring a leak or your water, hot water, hot water here starts leaking or, or whatever the case may be. And unfortunately, these things are almost rusted off. And so they could break and they may not turn the water off. In fact, they probably won't turn the water off. And so I wanted to make sure that I explained what I meant by angle stop it's just a shutoff valve and it's really important that you know that you know anyway long story short they move forward with it because they now know what it was and that taught him a valuable lesson and it taught the customer a valuable lesson you know it asks better questions if you're a customer what the hell is an angle stop plumber what is that and why are you telling me it's three hundred dollars that's ridiculous but they didn't do that they just said eh, we don't need that yeah how do you know you don't need that you didn't ask any questions and your service technician didn't do you any favors by explaining anything. So I don't think you'll do that again. So I'm going to tell you about this guy today or not today, listening to some calls. I'm going to start sharing some of this stuff with you. I don't play the calls with you necessarily, but so this guy calls this lady. This is a customer, a longstanding customer. He goes to her, he goes to their job site and he does some, some, were some meaning it wasn't much right but a service call keep in mind is a hundred bucks and so he charged her like i don't know sixty dollars which is weird first of all how is he charging her sixty dollars when it should have been a hundred for just a service call and you actually did something for the customer either way he called her and said hey i did the thing she said cool great he said well how, how do we do we normally send you the bill or do you pay over the phone? She's like, yeah, just send me the bill. She's like, he said, well, do we always send you the bill? I mean, because if we don't, then we're, you know, we can't send you the bill. we got to take that payment now. She's like, oh, no, we have, you know, we have an account. Yeah, you just normally send the bill. He's like, oh, okay. She's like, well, while I've got you, can I ask your advice about something? Now, keep in mind, this is the daggone technician talking to the freaking customer. The technician says, I need your advice. She said, okay. This lady is like not very interactive on this call, by the way. She's ready to rock and she's ready to get off the phone at this point for sure. And so he says, well, I bought this property and, uh, you know, I think it about, you know, Airbnb, Airbnb in and out. And uh, we'll know what you think about, about that whole situation. She was like, well, I mean, he's like, well, or I could rent it out on the monthly thing. It's nice. 
She said, well, yeah, I, I like the renting option. He said, yeah, I think that makes most sense. I'm going to Airbnb, Airbnb it. Airbnb, I can't remember how he said it, but it was ridiculous. It was so, when somebody says something that you know they have no idea what they're talking about, that was this guy. And so he kept asking her kept he kept asking her questions about this freaking property and taxes and how much taxes he had to pay last year and how the government's ripping him off and how he can't seem to get ahead and how he's bought this property and now he's making changes and oh my god and I'm I, I kid you not she went uh huh yeah uh huh yeah the whole rest of the call. And at the end of the call, I almost died laughing. I have not died. I, I absolutely died laughing. <laughs> he said, he said, listen, I just want to thank you for your business. And thank you so much for your advice today. That really helped me out a lot. Thank you so much. She went, yeah, glad I could help. And I went, holy crap. Can you imagine, Mr. Business Owner, your employee asking your customer about how to rent out an Airbnb on a, on a business call. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That's my funny story for the day. I appreciate you guys. Listen, look, do me a favor. If you could give us a review, I'd really like for you to do that. Um, if you're going to go to connect, make sure that you reach out to me and say hello. I am, like I said before, I'm speaking on Wednesday at 2 PM and I'm super excited. It's a great opportunity. I'm really looking forward to it. And We'll see you guys on the other side. If you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life. Thank you for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, Greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.